0: Today's topic is really yeah. What do we have today? It's about giving people the benefit of the doubt, not taking things personally, and sort of trying to interpret anything with a nebulous meaning or not in a positive way.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yes.
0: Which is easier said than done, right?
1: Very much so. Yeah, I. uh, But it's one of those things that uh, I I feel like once you nail it, uh, the world gets a lot easier.
0: Exactly. And it's one of these things that over time as you keep doing, you sort of, you don't even think about it. It just becomes this automatic thing where anything anyone throws your way, any curveball or whatnot, you can take in a graceful and even maybe grateful way. So we're going to talk about that.
1: Hmm. That sounds great.
0: Yeah. So if you haven't checked it out already, um, there's a video about interpreting everything positively and and positive interpretation, positive uh, reformation. Um, And it's really helpful to sort of watch that after maybe joining this live stream. Um, And if you haven't seen it yet, I do encourage you to check it out. I will link it below. And um, it gives you sort of the setup for how to... Take something and not let it get to you, not let it be a personal attack, hmm. an ad hominem, as lawyers like to say. So, yeah. What is, cool. what is your experience with sort of taking everything in a more positive light?
1: Yeah, it has I to mean, do with
0: interpretation.
1: It is, it is. I mean, it, at its sort of core, the concept is you have control over how you perceive a situation. Yeah. Right, and so um, I think we've mentioned this on the channel before, but I'll mention on every episode if I can. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's not how uh, what is it? It's
0: oh, it's not what people. Oh, hold on, I think I know. What yeah, you're you say. can't
1: control what people yes, can say.
0: But you can. But you control can control
1: how you respond. Your reaction,
0: to it. or yes, yeah. exactly.
1: And uh, <laughs> I, I feel like that's Marcus Aurelius. A, is, a Stoic. One of the original. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Aurelius was a disciple of the Stoics. Yeah. He was um, a very successful military campaigner in uh, ancient Rome. And so mm. I think he claimed a lot of territory. Mm. And in fact, I, I could be wrong on this, but I think Gladiator uh, briefly features Marcus Aurelius.
0: Which I still haven't seen. I
1: feel like he's, the, he's like the emperor <clears throat> that passes it on to Russell Crowe. Okay. Or tries yeah. to at least.
0: I have to um, see that movie. I haven't ah, seen it. It's
1: so good. Yeah. But in any event, that's that's really the concept here. Is you know you can't control the things that are happening to you, right? Um, but you can control how you interpret them.
0: Yeah. So right? interpretation and reaction; those are the two sort of things that I think take a comment that might be innocuous, might not, um, and just can be sort of spun out of control if you allow it to. We're
1: just simply misconstrued, right? Misconstrued, Um yeah. and, and I think you're getting at the correct thing, which is when things happen to you, it can be bad luck, you miss a bus or something. But more often in today's world, uh, it's just what people say to you, mm-hmm. right? And um, people are saying things to you all day.
0: Yeah. We're saying things to ourselves all, we're saying, too, all <laughs> we're day. We're saying too. things
1: to ourselves all yeah. day. Um. That's right. And so Heavy learning t- how to interpret what people are saying in a more positive way can really help improve yeah. the way that you perceive the world because so much of what we do is sort of speaking to each other and yeah. hearing each other speak. And it improves the world not just in sort of your disposition because you're seeing things more positively, but it also helps you see other people in a more, more positive light. That's true which strengthens your affinity for them, right? Which yeah. in turn they respond to and it creates this positive virtuous cycle of um, goodwill.
0: Right. And it impacts the way that you interact with them as well. Totally. So Yeah. It's all of these things combined. And not only that aspect of the in- interpersonal relationship and connections, but also how sort of your own mental well-being and your state of mind can improve dramatically too because think about it if you are stuck on a comment that somebody made that was again not intended to hurt you let's say but you just sort of gl- you extracted only the things that you took issue with right okay i think we've all been there and then you let it sort of feed into your mind all day mm. and then you ruminate over it and then that will probably affect the outcome of your day in terms of your productivity, your happiness, the other, you know, conversations that you have throughout the day. Whereas if you interpreted something positively and you took it maybe as a compliment or a teachable moment, right? Something that you can learn from, then that'll positively impact your day, right? So it's all of these things. You're
1: you're right too that uh, it can really have a, Persistent impact, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just even in the moment where, yeah. oh, that said, someone said something that kind of frustrated me, and mm-hmm. uh, I wish they hadn't said that. But then, <laughs> then you keep thinking about it.
0: Exactly, and and,
1: and it, you, like it, it, it's very it hard. It gnaws to shake. at your mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we obviously have some some methods for sort of um, addressing those uh, nagging, persistent thoughts. But I think the better defense,
0: yeah,
1: is to prevent them from being. An issue, an issue in the first place, exactly. right? So, if if you can interpret what someone's saying in a more positive light, right, then you won't even have a chance to develop those nagging exactly. thoughts, right? Right.
0: And while it could be difficult to maybe turn that comment into something positive, at least don't take it personally, right? Because there, it's not always easy to just you know take something and say, oh well, yeah, this is super positive, right? Like this yeah. is a compliment when it was clearly not, or maybe it was like a jab at somebody or something a little bit unkind, but it was said in jest, so it's okay, right? Um, Socially acceptable. But again, that does affect our feelings. And I think that if you just try not to take it personally, that can also help.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh You're right that yeah, uh, hard, there some <laughs> things you simply can't spin, right? Some, some things... Yeah, just like... Uh, are said and uh, there's no misinterpreting it, right? Uh, it was it's meant to be just like an be, overt
0: criticism, or it,
1: something. it was meant to be a criticism, or it was meant to be a statement of frustration, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. But the point that you're making is, if you don't take it personally,
0: yeah,
1: you can, there are other ways you can look at it, right? So, for example, let's say someone says something that's uh, that you find frustrating or insulting. Well. Okay, maybe there's no way to spin it, but maybe the reason they're saying it, in fact, likely the reason they're saying it isn't because they're annoyed at you or frustrated at you. It probably has something more to do with what happened in their day. Maybe they yeah, woke up and exactly. got some bad news or exactly. uh, something they were hoping was going to work didn't work. And exactly. so they're already frustrated. And exactly. They're already in that negative state of mind. Right. And so when they spoke to you, it wasn't that they were angry at you, uh, it was simply They were already angry Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and when they spoke, that sort of anger that was already sort of percolating in their head was exposed.
0: Exactly. So they just used you as their punching bag, which happens and it, you know, I think we've all been there. We've all experienced it and we might have all also done that to somebody, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: So the funny thing is that even though we take, sometimes we take, maybe not you, but I think many people take things personally. Uh the real, reality is is that most things are not personal. It does not have anything to do with us. And the fact that we do take these things personally is quite selfish because that means that the world revolves around us, that we're, you know, the uh, protagonist of every single story, which is just not simply not the case. It's patently false,
1: it can, right? Yes, patently false, my favorite phrase.
0: And um, <laughs> we have to just sort of put that into perspective. Right? So if maybe, you know, you say something to somebody, like even a hello, and they respond in sort of a, you know, maybe abrasive tone, um, or they were a little bit short with you. A grunt. A grunt.
1: Or they don't say anything.
0: Or they don't say anything. That doesn't have anything to do with you. And at the moment, it feels like, oh, yeah, they have an issue with me. Most of the time, maybe like 99% of the time, I don't know, we can't give that statistic per se, but it really doesn't have anything to
1: do. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times uh, when I say something to someone uh, and I get a response that I wasn't (laughs) expecting, I'm like, oh, there must be something wrong or uh, like I must have done something to to offend them, right? Right, right. When the truth is, for example, when you say hello to someone, they don't respond, they may just have not heard you. They might not have heard you. (laughs) They literally (laughs) may not have heard you.
0: Speak a little louder. (laughs) Yeah. Right.
1: Um, Or maybe
0: they're just having a rough day. It's usually... You know that—that's right,
1: right, issue. right. There also can be cultural things. I, I can tell you that. Um, that's also true. Uh, in uh, when I was teaching in rural China, and you know, yeah, there wasn't this sort of culture of peppy, you know, hey, how's your day Good going? Blah blah blah. It was just sort <laughs> of like, you know, it was very. You just kind of nod. You just kind of nod in the morning. You know, there wasn't this put on a facade of oh, this is the best day ever, and. You know, let's Why, go. Who
0: does
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> let's go tackle the day. You know, they're, they're just very honest. They're like, look, I'm Hello. sleepy. <laughs> it's early in the morning. I really would rather be in bed. You know, I'm on my way to class. <laughs> and there's no, it's like, there's like, no making them yeah, sort of oh, that's,
0: that's hedging actually, that. It's nice. It's honest. And so, well, it's honest. But it's the honest. point is,
1: uh, you know, I got around, like, hey, guys. And uh, they're just like, <laughs> And I'm just so like, would, whoa. My first
0: interpreted that in the Yeah, my word, first
1: interpretation was, right? wow, because I just yeah. arrived there, right? And I was the only right. white guy there. And uh, my first interpretation was, wow, they just don't really, don't really like they me. really like say the wrong yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm not very welcome here. Yeah. But I quickly came to realize that, that this just sort of the way they do it there. And there wasn't yeah. this sort of built-in, I would almost call it like a built-in phoniness that you might put on. Another. And I think this, this ties into… Yeah, Maybe. But I think this ties into um, putting things in a positive light, right? right. Because it, you don't by putting things in positive light. That doesn't mean you need Being to be like a
0: bully. Yeah, and like happy, jumping off the walls. Happy go lucky. Right. Just like
1: uh, well, that's you know, yes, someone says like, you know, get lost. Well, right.
0: It's like, oh, thank oh, you. <laughs>
1: actually, I have a map, so that's impossible. <laughs> right. You don't that's have to funny, be quite though. like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that could be a great comeback if anyone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Came up you that, came up with that so fast. I wow. I know. Oh, I know. Well, the pressure is high. No, um, no. So, but any, my my point is simply, yeah. you could just do it in, in a sort of reasonable and, and rational, measured a way, natural
0: way, right? And honestly, like if something bothers you, like just say it. Like I'm I'm all for that. Just look, I don't really appreciate that comment. Like I know that maybe it was intended to be said in jest, but you know, you don't have to say it like that or I don't really appreciate that tone, or you know, that kind of upset me. You could even do that if you're not able to, because at least you're 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 showing that you know there was something in that that bothered you, and you know that saying only hurt people hurt people. Hmm. Keep that in mind, right?
1: Yeah, I would. I would. My my advice would be instead of um, you know telling them specifically like. If they're close
0: to you though, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, well my point is simply yeah. instead of because th- I think that type of response actually ins- assumes that there's something
0: that it was something... like out of malice. Yeah, or mm. yeah,
1: right. Instead, I might suggest something like, oh, is there something wrong? You know, uh uh is there anything I can help you with? Yeah. Right. This this is next level. I mean, this is obviously very hard to implement. And
0: of course we have to say that these Always, like these responses have to do with like the proximity uh, you have to that person. Right, right, yeah. And, yeah, and the nature it, of the relationship. How close you
1: are. Yeah, always. But, but I think taking the approach of inquiring, right? Mm. And, and so learning more. Day? right. So happened. giving them the benefit of the doubt and in fact uh, actively, proactively resisting any negative interpretation on your side.
0: That's also very helpful.
1: The best way to solve that. Yeah. Is to ask a question, right? Get a little more information from them. In my head, I heard what they responded or what they said to me. It sounded like they were frustrated with me or annoyed. However, I'm gonna I'm gonna first get a little more information from them right, before, before I... coming to that conclusion, right? And yeah. so, if you can gather a little more information from them, a you'll have a more accurate read on the situation. Yeah. B. They'll probably appreciate it because I think so right? too. It yeah. shows that like it shows that you care. You care about how they're feeling.
0: That's true. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that you can handle these, right? You can give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe, I love that, asking a question and figuring out sort of if something's bothering them, Um, keeping perspective, interpreting it positively, which is a great thing to do. And again, that video is up so you can check it out. Um, And I think keeping perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the other big ones is not reacting but responding so keeping your reactivity low so that for example what's reactivity so somebody says something to you and you like explode right you just get so frustrated and upset Mm. and you just you know take it totally like out of proportion it's just like amplified like 20 times in your head and that might not be the best thing to do because again like for your own self like you know you're going to be really frustrated and
1: yeah, that's a good one. Don't react, respond. Yeah. And, and there's I, also a
0: video about that too.
1: Cool. I'll have to link it below. Uh, you have a great channel.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> think all these good videos.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, react don't respond is, is a really uh, sorry, respond don't react. Yeah,
0: it's so confusing. Too. Is
1: is is a very good one um, because that sort of inherently says um, sort of approach the situation objectively as opposed to subjectively,
0: Exactly.
1: right? And by doing so, um, you can cut through a lot of the, the noise yeah. and really find the signal, what's this person actually saying uh, instead of how are they saying it? And that's not to say disregard how they're saying it because there's important information yeah. that they're potentially conveying. Mm-hmm. If they're saying it in a frustrated way, well, maybe they are frustrated at you. Um, maybe they're frustrated at the world, but at the very least, you know, okay, well, maybe this person's a bit on edge today yeah right and so if that's the case i'm going to choose to believe that it's not because of something i did but mm-hmm. something that's sort of bigger in their lives um and i'm going to be a little more thoughtful in my communication to them today maybe i won't be as uh you know pushy about something maybe i'll speak in a slightly softer tone than i usually do i mm. won't i won't try and make a, a joke at their expense today just because i know based on what i heard yeah there's something up so i think by it's by good. adopting this um Uh, sort of more objective stance Mm -hmm. on receiving what people are saying to you, not only does it help sort of improve your disposition, I think it also gives you uh, some superpowers in terms of being able to interact more effectively with other people.
0: So true. Yeah. And I think that comes down to the empathetic communication and active listening because you really... Because what you're saying is you're really hearing the person, not just what they say, but how they say it. You're sort of reading between the lines. Not taking it personally. Not taking it personally. Maybe inferring, maybe looking at the bigger context. Maybe you know that that person is, you know, moving and they have so much stuff and they have to, you know, get everything under control. Or maybe they're going through a, you know, rough patch in their life. If you have that sort of those contextual clues then that could also help you, you know, it will help inform your uh, interactions with them.
1: Yeah. And, and frame the things in a, a more positive light, right? Exactly. At least at the very least frame it in a more neutral light. Yeah. Right? Because with neutral, with neutral, you can always sort of work to positive.
0: And I think in a professional context too, that's sort of what we want and we strive for and expect because you keep sort of the emotions out of it a little bit. Of course, we want to be empaths and you know empathetic people in every context professional included but you know there is a certain line that you don't necessarily want to absolutely
1: yeah it's you their know business, in those contexts
0: exactly yeah. and not everyone's going to want to tell you all their you know <laughs> deep dark secrets I'm yes. kidding. <laughs> but it is that kind of thing as well the other thing that i like to do with with this sort of giving people the benefit of the doubt and positive interpretation and all of that is, which is really hard, is to find the teachable moment. What do I mean by that? So let's say somebody tells you, maybe they make this snide remark or whatnot, and at first, okay, you might take offense to it, but then you might say, you know, is there anything in that that could be true
1: in any mm-hmm. way, shape,
0: or form? Is there a kernel of truth in here that I can sort of extract? And if you can do that, good on you, because that is very difficult. And you really have to, it's sort of like an outer body experience, I think. You sort of have to distance yourself from that comment, let's say. Um, But I think it could be very empowering. That way you can, you know, try to ignore a little bit how it was said. Maybe it wasn't said in the nicest way. Maybe they did sort of lash out on you, which is not in any way, shape, or form acceptable, obviously. But for your own mental well-being, can you find a kernel of truth in that and to turn it into a teachable moment?
1: Mm, yeah, I think that's
0: a really empowering thing to do.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Sort of again trying to trying to locate uh, the the signal in all the noise, right? Because generally speaking, yeah. when something says when someone says something to you, even if it's said in a frustrated way,
0: it's not always out of left field.
1: It's, it's right. Well, even if it is, yeah. Um, it's still motivated. There is some, some. There's some I- intrinsic motivation, right? Right. So uh, maybe if they were in a better frame of mind, they would have said it more nicely. Nice but one way or another, they're trying to communicate. <laughs> I guess my point. Yeah. They're 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 trying to say something. Mm. And to the extent that you can sort of um, stoically uh, uh, like absorb what they're yeah. saying and and distill it to the actual purpose of that that instance of communication, right. uh, you'll go a long way toward. I think operating effectively uh, in in sort of in any environment where you know people are saying things in ways that might not be the best way to say
0: yeah them. yeah but these are again things that we sort of have to keep in mind. So I think try to maybe whichever approach you like, choose the one that maybe resonates the most with you, and keep it in the back of your mind. And then whenever anyone sort of says something that you might take personally or take offense to, try to need it in your hands and just allow it to sink in and just extract the good parts of it, right? Yeah. And just because somebody says something doesn't make them a bad person. Or the meaningful
1: parts of it, right? Right. And I
0: think also the other thing um, sort of tangentially related is that if somebody says something to you that you don't like, doesn't make them a bad person, Right. Totally. So it's it's important to also separate those two things. I mean, if they do this repeatedly, and and, you know, this is sort of like the only thing they talk to you about is like these, you know, difficult things for you to hear. um, Then that is a separate issue, I would think. But I think for the most part, try to separate,
1: you know, what people say from who they are. Who they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: And and I agree. where I actually have the most trouble with this isn't in the corporate or sort of business context, because yeah. in the business context, by default, I, I at least take a more objective stance. Because emotions, uh, while they can be occasionally useful in business, they tend to be uh, an impediment. Uh, at least for me, um, I try and I'm trying to keep things. Uh, I try and keep the emotion aspect to the side.
0: What type focus. of emotion?
1: Oh, I mean, some some big ones are frustration, anger, yes, okay, um, right. embarrassment, ego. All these, all these things. So that more like negative, really tinted confuse. emotions. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but sometimes because you're
0: still very understanding, right? If somebody but look, comes to, you to with
1: be honest, if you're negotiating, you don't want to be too positive either, right? If it's you true. if you if you reveal too much uh, positive sort of excitement about right. something. Uh, you could be giving your cards away right. too early, right? If someone gives you an offer and you're like,
0: "Oh, that's amazing! Oh,
1: can you make it a little cheaper?" But you're obviously that already no psyched, So no one ever, yeah, it, right? So if it's obvious, you're into it, yeah. um, Then you're kind of giving away your cards. That's true. So, so <laughs> I just think I just think that um, in general, dialing down the motions in business can be an effective procedure. Again, right. there are times where it can be applied very effectively, right? But the, the it gets harder for me in a personal context, mm, right, yes. with dealing with people that are close to me, right, to apply the same level of sort of objectivity, um, because by definition, if you're interacting with people that are close to you, it's not objective. Of course, yeah, it's it's subjective. It's emotional. It's you know, it's just it's it's all it's the good stuff. All the good <laughs> stuff, right, that make relationships wonderful, also can make it challenging. Definitely. Um, and so, I think you have to be on particularly high alert. Mm. Um, when, when you're dealing with people close to you mm-hmm. because it's just that much harder to be objective about it. And sometimes you don't want to be too objective because then that might frustrate the other person even more. Um, but in terms of de-escalating, it can, be, it can be an effective tactic.
0: Yeah. Right? I think that's true. I mean, it's, it's funny how sometimes the people that we're closest to, we, I don't want to say treat the most Poorly, yeah, but you it's can, like
1: you can be harder on them. You can
0: be a little bit harder on them. Cause you even, care. It's cause you care. Yeah. You know? And even yourself, like if you hold yourself to super high, maybe even unattainable standards, um, that little voice is, you know, beating, beating you up inside. And yeah. like, it's not healthy. Many
1: people are their own worst critics. Absolutely. Oh yeah. So that's 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 the ultimate level of <laughs> of, you know. I, yeah. Interpreting positively, right? So, how do you, you distance I, I,
0: yourself from yourself?
1: Right, exactly. So, if you have <laughs> that's self-talk that's negative, how do you spin that positive? I think the best thing there, honestly, yeah, is just to for there is just to be able to label it, right? Label to label yeah. it. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm hearing some negative self-talk toward myself. Um, the reason I'm adopting this negativity probably isn't because I'm doing something wrong in the moment. It's probably because I'm frustrated by this other thing that's going on, which has got my mind in a negative mindset. So I think you can actually still apply the same tactics we described for people sort of outside purview, because you do have multiple voices in your head. you have multiple personalities going on, and um, one can influence the other. Yeah. Right? There's no question that what you're doing in the moment can be dramatically influenced by something that happened to you a few moments ago. Right.
0: That's another thing. Um, one of the other strategies is so this idea of like being defensive, um, you know, being defensive towards the person that is telling you something that you don't really want to hear. Mm. And one of the things is that the reason we are defensive is because it can bring up a sort of maybe a trauma or a difficult memory or situation, something that, you know, takes us way back or not even that far back, but just it brings up stuff that we're not Maybe we haven't gone through yet. Um, I know it's a little bit nebulous, but one of the in in counseling psychology is this idea of really like we're defensive because it's it's attacking our ego. And so if you can,
1: feel like it is.
0: We feel like it is. And if you can sort of like understand, well, okay, why does it bother me that somebody said XYZ? Or why do I have to appear this way in the eyes of this person? Like, why is that so important to me? Mm. And why am I, you know, beating myself up over it and getting defensive? And you might think about, well, okay, oh, it's because of the bullying, you know, in school. Or it's because the boss was quite toxic. Or it's because of, you know, this, that, or the other. I don't know. I'm just coming up with random examples. But it usually has to do with some past trauma. Right. How big or small.
1: So essentially, contextualizing it and yeah. and, and um, figuring out the sort of origin of the emotions surrounding the thought,
0: if you can, and it's not always yeah. you know net and dry. Um, but I think one of the things that help is it helps is talking to somebody you trust, um, maybe even seeking professional you know advice, um, but also journaling. Hmm. Journaling. I mean, people talk about this all the time. Just brain dumping—that's what they call it, because it's literally like just. Putting out your worries on a piece of paper or things that are are lowering your self esteem, so really yeah. just addressing why you are feeling the way you do.
1: And the way the reason I love journaling, but also uh, just the practice of this in general is, mm-hmm. like you said, it's not gonna you're not gonna be able to do this every single time, right? And doing this on the fly, but the more you do it, even in just a sort sort of um, what's a deliberate way, yes. Uh, in, in a sort of a time that you set aside to do so,
0: exactly. even if you
1: do it in those structured ways, mm-hmm. what happens over time is that it starts to become more second nature to you. Definitely. And believe it or not, it does start to happen on the fly. Yeah. And you might not even notice it happening, but by strengthening the muscle, yeah. we always talk about,
0: always
1: well. of, of sort of, you know, contextualizing, not taking things personally, and um, framing things in positive light, by yeah. doing these things enough times, uh, in a, in a de- de- deliberate way, mm-hmm. it does start to impact in a positive way how you uh, receive things on the fly in the wild. And uh, that's, it's very powerful. Right. Yeah.
0: And I think one of the things is like, don't expect people, let's say you're going to a, some social event, let's say it's a, a family gathering and you're with a lot of people. Um, so, Reason I'm bringing this up is because around the holidays, at least in the US based context, you know, we get together with a lot of people, which is phenomenal. But
1: I'm pretty sure that's international as far as I can tell. Yeah, I'm talking
0: about Thanksgiving and
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: but it it is. But
1: holidays, I feel like everywhere in the world, the number one thing is getting family together.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Brings us to the context you're getting.
0: Right. So let's say, you know, you're with a lot of people and maybe, you know, you show up to your parents' house and there's this expectation of you to do, to maybe, I don't know, have this job or be engaged or have children or whatever. Maybe it's not your parents. Maybe it's your in-laws or your grandparents or whomever. I don't know, just friends. Um, Don't go into that situation expecting people to uh, sort of make fun of you or say things in jest that you take to heart, like go in there not being defensive and don't feel like, Oh, I have to come up with like this comeback. And I have to, because that's going to inter that's going to influence the way you're going to be on edge. Right. If you do that. Yeah. So instead, if somebody says something, that's okay. Right. If, if there's this expectation that they have of you, just say thank you and then move on or just explain, you know, or not. Right. That's up yeah. to you, but just, don't feel like you need to like prepare and just be like walking on eggshells, or you know, does that make sense?
1: It definitely does. Um, you know, have this like I, I would say, I would say it actually does make sense to prepare, but in a slightly different sense than you're saying. Yeah, right. So I think because I think you're spot on on this when you go into these family contexts, particularly people you haven't seen in a while, and you know their family, you know they should be close to you, but the truth is you don't necessarily live with them anymore, and so they don't understand necessarily how you're doing things. You might have changed, they might have changed. So, I think the preparation can actually be helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. How um, would you prepare? But,
1: but you prepare with, by expecting things to be asked that might be offensive, right? Mm. That might be frustrating, expecting them, anticipating them,
0: mm.
1: um, and not letting that rub you the wrong way. Right. Right. And so, the, the, the concept here is um, you go in with the mindset things that could be frustrating probably are going to happen. And so by anticipating them and sort of mentally prepping for it, I had the presence of mind to instead respond in an objective,
0: Mm.
1: um, more neutral or in positive way. I like that.
0: Yeah. I like that.
1: And so that way you're essentially, you're getting ready to catch the ball as opposed to it thrown, being thrown at you and sort of hits you in the face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you're reconning ahead of time, essentially. Just
1: just sort of mentally prepping your mind uh, for situations that could be uh, socially frustrating, right. embarrassing, and so forth. And I think when you're uh, prepared enough, you can just you can you can instead of being frustrated, you can adopt a sense of humor and say, oh, fine. I knew that one was coming."
0: Right. You know,
1: right. Uh, and you can just kind of laugh it off. It makes it That's much easier to um, to uh, respond in 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 a way that doesn't bother you, doesn't bother them, and keeps things positive.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean. If you can do that, that's, that's really good, um, but just just try not to take it too personally if you can. Right?
1: Yes. Well, that's, yeah, that's always the goal. Um, yeah. You don't want to take it personally. Yeah. Um, and, and you started with this, and I think it's it's worth uh, ending with, which is um, while we feel like the world is all about us, while we feel like, you know, we're the main protagonist, Right. The reality is everyone's got their own lives and, you know, everyone has their own troubles and priorities and so forth. And so the more that you can remember that, uh, the less, the, the, the easier it becomes to not take things personally because exactly. you can start to frame things in, in contexts that don't apply to you.
0: Right, that don't have anything to do with you. You're not even right. part of that story maybe. Uh, there's a quote that I really like from, I think it was Aristotle, um, something along the lines of, Be kind to everyone because you don't know what battles they're fighting. And that's like, I don't know, that to me, It just like it resonates so profoundly with me because it's like, if you knew, let's say you say something to somebody or you react to a comment somebody made and you just like lash out on them for it. And then later you find out that they had some really difficult thing that they're going through. You're not necessarily Mm -hmm. condoning their behavior towards you, but you are maybe feeling so horribly that you reacted that way, not knowing that they're going through that, right? So I think this idea of, like, just being kind and polite as as often and as much as you can, like, goes a long way.
1: That's essentially the title, right? Yeah. Giving people the benefit of the doubt.
0: Yeah.